It's that time of the year again where filmmakers, actors, and cinephiles congregate in the port city of Busan for Asia's biggest film festival. Just like the years that came before, there's drama and excitement both on and off screen. What's to be expected at the 28th Busan International Film Festival? For a preview, we're now joined by a culture critic, Isaac Kim. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning. Happy Chuseok. Happy Chuseok. We're going to get really fat. Yes. Enjoy all the good food. Do you think that's a universal thing? Any variation of Thanksgiving, it's about great food and good company. I mean, you. I mean, have you ever been thankful when you haven't had food? Like, no. I think you need to have food. No. I mean, having food really makes it easy to be thankful. So I think maybe it goes hand in hand. All right. Uh, this time of the year is not just about great food and great company. In fact, you and I have frequented Busan this time of the year. Now, neither of us are going this year particularly, but nonetheless, unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. but I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something to be said about maybe being there close to the event, the city really does change. I mean, they have stages by the beach. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of movie people. So if you want to do some celebrity sighting, it does happen more frequently this time of the year in Pusat. So yeah. uh, in case our listeners from abroad especially has never been, let's do a little bit of introduction. Uh, 209 films, 69 countries. It'll be screened at BIF from October 4th to the 13th this year. 80 films are set for world premieres. That's usually an important marker, right? How many world premieres yeah. are happening at the film festival? But just the sheer number is pretty overwhelming for a novice festival goer. So any secrets to maybe navigating this massive event? You know, luckily, um, you know, Busan International Film Festival has been around for, you know, many, many years. So we've got a lot of information online of uh, previous festivals, as well as there's a lot of interest in it, um, not only in Korea, but also internationally. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of material um, for us to kind of navigate. Now, I remember every time I've gone to Busan uh, for the film festival, it, it was when it ends, it's like, oh, it was it was a good experience for, you know, like because it, the weather's beautiful there. It just. It feels it feels romantic and like it's like you know it's such a nice experience. Just I don't know Busan. what parallel universe you're in because the last two <laughs> times I went, uh, the typhoon struck. So <laughs> oh, but you know what? Like I mean, for me, like when you're at the beach and seeing the typhoon, like even that's pretty cool. Like I don't know. Like, like for me, Busan is such a, mm. a beautiful um, you know city, and like I, I wish I could go to Busan more often. So mm. having a film festival there and having like something to do when you're obviously not, not only for the festival but enjoying the city is a great thing now I, the reason why i bring that up is because after every year i'm like oh what's gonna happen next year i'm very curious and i would go online and look for information for the next year thing and obviously there's very little information right after the festival but since we are like almost three months uh only less than like two months right like mm -hmm. into uh before the uh, festival there's a lot of information now already on the internet um, you mean less website. than two weeks, right? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, two, two weeks. Yes, it's already. But since now we're at that, um, you know, we're, 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 everything's available online. There's the pamphlet. There's the website, you know, where you can get all the uh, screenings and you can make the online reservations. And, mm. you know, and, and all the articles are coming out with, you know, the opening film. Uh, this year the opening film is, is a film called Because I Hate Korea, uh, starring Kwasong. Is that and, not um, funny? I thought it was hilarious. It's like, welcome to Busan. Welcome to South Korea. Our opening film is Because I Hate Korea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here in Busan because I hate Korea. There's a little it's bit of like, humor in there. <laughs> it is a little, it is ironic. It is ironic. But 
it's an amazing opportunity for film lovers to, mm-hmm. or people, even if you're uh, a, a novice, maybe you're not very savvy or, you know, you don't know much about film, mm-hmm. but you're interested in it. Uh, I, I, I think that it's a great opportunity for a lot of people in the audience to go and kind of, uh, not only, it, it's, it is like going to a movie, like, you know, in the theater, but you're, you're imagine if you're like a, an entire city, <laughs> basically dedicated itself to film for a period of time, right? Like uh, yeah. uh, over over a week, so. I, I love themes, and this is a major theme for Port City of Busan. And I mean, there are these outdoor screening. Um, if yeah. the weather is perfect, it's just an excellent way to have a more immersive experience. I mean, on the segment, we talked about how it is the movie theater experience a dying one since the pandemic. Yeah. And this, there's a lot of hopes riding on these kinds of film festivals to revive it. And Biff is definitely leading the way. As for Tang uh, director Tang Gonja's also because I hate Korea. Jokes aside, I I mean, it seems to be an excellent one. In fact, opening closers are usually a really excellent way to kind of get your feet wet at any film festival. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's like, and you get to see it, you know, uh, a lot of times you get to see it uh, before a lot of other people do because these are films that either have not screened or have screened um, in other very difficult to view uh, festivals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a very special moment, um, especially if you have any interest in the filmmaker or the actors and um, and their latest work. Bragging rights. That's what you get before attending yeah. a Biff. Uh, as for Because I Hate Korea, it stars Kwa Song, and it's about this one who is basically disgruntled at living in Korea, and she hates it so much, she decides to, I think, relocate to New Zealand New or Zealand. Australia? Oh, New Zealand. Okay. New Zealand, yeah. So it should be an interesting one. If you're down in Port City of Busan starting on October 4th, uh, here's another angle to what experience, Biff. One of the more coveted ticketing, uh, uh, I suppose, heated ticketing uh, battle. Each year surrounds the outdoor screening. So can you tell us about the gala presentation this year? Yeah, so this year there's three um, three films being screened um, at the gala, and uh, it's uh, the Green Knight, which is uh, a Chinese, uh, it's a Hong Kong film um, uh, directed by Han Shuai, uh, mm. and um, but it is set in you know Korea with a Korean actor, uh, uh, a, a kind of a Korean um, and international kind of theme, mm. and uh, the trailer is available on, um, uh, I believe it's it screened in um, Berlin, so. It was already kind of, it was already viewed, but like, if you look at the trailer, which is available on the Busan International um, uh, Film Festival website, it looks pretty cool. It, it stars Fan Bingbing, who is a huge star in Asia, um, and it, it looks like uh, it will be kind of an interesting thriller. So, I mean, I'm, I, I would love to go see it. Now, you, like you mentioned, you get to see it outdoors, uh, mm-hmm. and if the weather is nice, you know, it is like a perfect way to kind of see. It reminds me of like, the drive-through theater experience that you know, like you? Uh, in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and also these days in Korea too, there are places where you can watch drive-through movies, but uh, like a movie theater outdoor, but in your car. And so, but without the car and on the beach with um, mm. fellow uh, cinema uh, lovers, you know, eating and drinking and like having a good time. Um, <laughs> the other two films this year, uh, one is called Monster by uh, Koreada. Uh, Hirokazu, mm-hmm. who is um, a director, writer, producer. He does everything, right? Like he, uh, one of his famous films, uh, one of his uh, previous projects that I remember that got a lot of um, notoriety was The Shoplifters in mm-hmm. uh, 2018. So um, his film, uh, Monster, is, uh, is is screening at the gala. And then finally, 
the Beast um, with, by Bertrand Bonello uh, will be also, um, you know, screening there. So, like, the, there are different genres, there are different flavors, tastes. Mm. Um, it, it, there isn't necessarily, like, a... Uh, you know, one theme as far as like um, that, like they try to emphasize. It's you know, sometimes there is a connecting theme, sometimes there isn't. Mm. But um, usually, the films that are screened are uh, really you know w- worth uh, going to watching. And um, yeah, so this year it's going to be a film from Hong Kong and a film from Japan and a film from uh, uh, France, uh, uh, Canada, French Canadian. I mean, so, these, there's a long list of programmers that go through lists and lists of films to compile for you the final 209. So my best oh, yeah. bet is if you're there, uh, just snag any ticket you can get your hands on because it's pretty competitive, yes. let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes the hardest part is getting a ticket. But like, <laughs> I remember people, um, you know, when they decide to go last minute and they're just like, okay, let's see whatever tickets available just to get. And the thing is, because these films are so unique so um curated you know uh mm. the the amount of attention that goes into uh this I mean, the film selection process and all that the uh, the films that are available that, that are presenting are really incredible uh, opportunities and you remember also a bragging moment like just seeing a film at busan with a ticket on you know it, <laughs> it is kind of a, a a special memento so definitely any ticket that you could watch uh, any film you could watch um, and get a ticket for would be recommended all right, here's a theme that perhaps is very relatable for some of our listeners and you and I. For the first time ever, Biff has designated a Korean-American special section of films from Minari to Searching. Yes, they're relatively older titles, but they'll be screened again. This is while director Yi Isaac Chung, actors John Cho and Steven Yeun are all expected to make an appearance at Biff this year. Uh, what do you make of this special section? Does it maybe highlight an important shift in Hollywood where the immigrant story, the Korean-American story is having a moment? Definitely. Um the, the one thing that it really hit me was uh, more than like a shift in Hollywood, mm. uh, because obviously there there is it does seem like there's a shift in Hollywood, but maybe because we kind of see it from a Korean lens. Right. But in Hollywood, there's always been this presence of the immigrant story and mm. this like outsider fish out of water story, which every immigrant has gone through. Um, it is a you know, uh, it's a very classic trope, a film trope of uh, a, a kind of type of film. And so. The Asian American experience, the the Chi- you know when it, you break it down into Korean or Chinese or Japanese, and then you've got the the Latino experience, you've got the you know Greek experience. My big fat Greek wedding we talked about a few you know times before, but that was an immigrant story kind of thing. And so in Hollywood, there's always been this kind of like interest in that. I think the notable thing is that now we've reached a kind of a, a, a you know a tipping point or like kind of a an, a critical mass where mm. it's not just one film right like oh burning by Yi Chang-dong mm. or you know or um you know Minari by you know uh, Lee Ai-chang like it's not just one film but like now we see like one two three four five and like mm. other films coming in and like you're starting to see when it when it develops a, this critical mass then you have this whole like event at Busan featuring it because now it's not just one film right now there's like six films or like you know four or five <laughs> films There's other films that are kind of in the uh periphery who which are also getting a little bit of buzz or there's emerging film uh filmmakers that are kind of part of this pool so mm. i think it's really great um you know like most of the films that are being presented for the uh korean american um section is is they're not like necessarily new they're mm. all screened uh previously but then you know this this critical mass has assembled and like 
a lot of them are coming to Busan too. So the filmmakers and uh, the actors, mm. they're all going to be in the same place, you know, at the same time. Mm. I think it's very special uh, seeing that take place. And then on top of that, you know, um, the fact that uh, in, in Busan, this is being recognized. That I believe that, you know, a lot of people, even um, the expat community and a lot of Korean Americans or, uh, you know, the Korean, they're calling it a diaspora, right? Like mm. the Korean diaspora, uh, that are, have been involved in, in the film, if you look at a lot of their films, it's like stories about how they like either left Korea or felt rejected by Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, like the movie of the, the opening movie is I Hate Korea. They're like, you know, like <laughs> hating Korea, right? Like, so there's a lot of pain that I mm-hmm. think that um, a lot of, uh, a lot of this, that community kind of has uh, experienced, but then they took that pain and they made it, made it into some sort of beautiful form of art. And mm-hmm. as they made this uh, beautiful artwork, the fact that it's being recognized and presented in Busan by a Korean, uh, mostly Korean, you know, uh, community, mm. I think is very beautiful. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's very progressively, you know, like targeting, um, you know, the current status or the current the status quo of like how you know, society has is how you know, things how people have been feeling, you know, after like the few years that we've had during the pandemic, coming out of it, a lot of reflection, and so I think mm. it's really beautiful. I wish I could be there to just watch you know all of all of those films too and take it all in yeah and a lot of times you know like um you know well in the last few years you know like it was very difficult to go to the theater so um (laughs) uh, most of us i remember um some of the films on that list uh we we were able to watch on the internet um screening they were screening it off their website right like uh it was like a first for um i believe during the the oscar presentations as well like because people couldn't go to the theater to watch it, which in order to vote for these films, they would watch it like on the distributor's websites or, or some sort mm. of digital OTT Smaller screens, platform. right. Yeah, right. and then whether you, some people are watching it on their phones or their iPads because nobody, not, not a lot of people have like a, you know, 75-inch <laughs> you know, projector at home. So, you know, the possibility of that, uh, that experience, the, the actual film-going experience, the movie theater experience mixed mm. with the talent coming in and like celebrating the accomplishments of this very niche community uh, mm-hmm. is uh, I think really cool. I remember one movie critic bringing up the fact that it's not a coincidence that we're getting a surplus of these like Korean American uh, immigrant story, like a surplus of them back to back. It's the fact that maybe this 1.5 to second generation are now grown up and they have a say in Hollywood. They have a seat in Hollywood. And so if you look at the age of some of these directors, even screenwriters and actors, they're kind of from a similar generation. I thought that was an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, finally, we have just a few minutes on the clock, but because, as I alluded to it, there's been a lot of drama off screen leading up to uh, this year's Wuzan International Film Festival. I thought we should cover it. Uh, it. Biff faced major internal struggles in the months leading up to this year's event. Uh, what led to, ultimately, actor Song kang taking the helm? You know, uh, well, you mean after he took the helm? Because, like, leading up to, like, how he even, you know, ended up hosting it, um, it, 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 it is... The articles that have come out have really referred um, to the interview where, um, you know, it was referred to as the scars to heal, you know. Mm. Um, so the film festival has been pretty controversial. I mean, even, you know, I, I believe, I think didn't the, the last time we went, um, you know, there was always drama with, like, the, the, the organizers and mm. the government and mm. the city and, like, you can't please anybody. And it's an artistic, you know, focused event. So a lot of it is very subjective and um 
you know, art is controversial and uh, mm. it can be, and uh, it's very subjective. So you can't please everybody. And in that kind of environment, you we see, you know, um, I believe the uh, the drama previously uh, uh, this, you know, in May and June was um, about who is leading this festival because each festival, the director of the festival, the um, you know, they're in charge of like the vision of it, right? Like they mm. would be the people. You know, their their committee, and it's like it's almost the festival itself is a piece of art because mm. it is a curation of these like you know two hundred uh, movies, mm. yeah, and from eighty different countries, right? So you've got in, you've got incredible uh, burden to to present the best that you can, but then you know you got to please all you want to please as many people as you can, obviously because you want to reach a large audience, so. Mm. Um, I believe that uh, this year they, they you know, the, the bringing in of a new managing director and like um, mm. kind of at the same level of the festival director, like it creates like this, like, I don't know if you've, you know, there's this argument that I've seen online about like some companies that do co-CEOs, like um, when, mm. when I believe Netflix did it too, like people are like, how can he have co-CEOs, you know, like, mm. or when companies, you know, instead of having one chief executive officer, you have like a couple. So then unless they're really in sync with each other, it's really difficult sometimes to get anything done. I think that the, um, based off of, you know, what's been publicly released, mm. um, not on rumors or anything, but like just that, that was a conflict about the direction of the film festival. And so the new direction that they're going, um, I, I mean, is a, is the aftermath of that. So hopefully, you know, um, they are, they kind of, the dust has settled and we can go focus on like the beautiful, the beauty <laughs> of the event. Okay. More than, um, yeah, who's leading it? Is this my festival? Is this your, is this, you know, 2023 is my vision or, you know, what, whose vision is it? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I think that's a beautiful I think that's a beautiful way to end it because at the end of the day you're right it's about the filmmakers it's about the films it's about the artistry behind it and it's it's a long deserved moment the pandemic was rough for the film industry mm -hmm. so let's see what the 28th fifth is all about it kicks start on October 4th with the opening ceremony to be hosted by Ijeon and Pagan Bin thank you very much Isaac for today's coverage uh, happy holidays and we'll see you soon if you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.